0: Hello, everyone. I am at, uh, on the campus of Brigham Young University in the, the office of Taylor Halverson, who is teaching and learning consultant here at BYU. How are you, Taylor? Great. Awesome. I can yeah, I'll set this here and, and see if people can uh, hear us. But uh, so we are about to record a segment in the Teaching Saints Virtual Summit. And uh, you, obviously, with the title Teaching and Learning Consultant, you know a few things about teaching. So uh, and I'll probably ask you this again once we get recorded on these other cameras,
1: but so what, how do you describe your role here? So my day job is to teach professors how to be teachers. Wow. It sounds really pretentious as if I have all the answers <laughs> yeah. and really my job is more of a support where we teach them uh, the basic skills and practices of great learning design because mm-hmm. good teachers are not simply just teachers. They design learning experiences Yeah, and anyone can learn those principles and with practice, get really good at it.
0: And I would imagine, like, you know, thinking that professors need someone to teach them how to teach, it's easy to assume that, well, if you study a lot, you have a lot of knowledge, and so therefore it's not an issue of filling 90 minutes of lecture or 90 minutes of right. information, but that doesn't mean students are retaining it, right?
1: Right, right. Um, there's a lot we could talk
0: about yeah. there. Because... So well, let's talk about this with what. what are some basic themes that maybe – as we hit record, and not that we need to go through this, maybe we can share one nugget or two, uh, uh, just in this recording. But um, w- if you're standing in front of a room full of brand new gospel doctrine teachers, and they're like, "I just don't feel confident," what what are some points that we're going to hit on during this this it could be an hour long interview? Yeah, how
1: about that. Um, how to empower the people you're teaching to be learners. Mm. I understand that as teachers, particularly in gospel doctrine, there's this sense that we have to know everything. Mm-hmm. We don't want dead silence. We want answers to any question. And frankly, that's just uh, overwhelming. I mean, I've heard a lot of crazy questions asked in Sunday school, many that I don't even know what the answers are for. And to be a Sunday school teacher, having that sense that you have to know everything, I want to change a conversation. Instead so the teacher having to know everything about the gospel, what about empowering the learners to better learn in the classroom, the gospel. Yeah. What if that was a focus? Yeah. Suddenly you don't feel like you have to know it all because you can't unless you're God. And yeah. if you're God, you're <laughs> probably not going to be, you're be translated. Right. Yeah. Right. So
0: because I mean, we, I'll sort of go into gospel doctrine, like, or, you know, just use gospel doctrine as an example, an empty cup. And we sort of expect the teacher to fill it. Right. But that's yeah. not the right approach, nor should the teacher perpetuate that. Right. Yeah. You know? Uh, what what are, so empowering the learner? What other what other nuggets or topics you think we'll we'll hit in the main interview?
1: Well, how to ask really good questions, and how to teach your learners how to ask good questions. Uh, back to the whole learning experience, how to in advance design an experience that evokes learning. Mm-hmm. Thinking in advance, what is it that I want? The learners to experience what should they be experiencing when they spend 40 minutes in this gospel doctrine class Mm. and what things need to happen that will most likely lead to the outcome of those learning experiences coming to pass Um, a story and we can repeat this for the next one that i got from my first boss here russ oscarthorpe was simultaneously the director of the byu center for teaching and learning and also the General Sunday School president of the church.
0: Oh, wow. He did those at the same time?
1: Yeah. And it was just very interesting just listening to him and being in uh, presentations and listening to his philosophy about what teaching and learning is about. And when new faculty were hired at BYU, he would do this presentation about, so faculty feel this need to survey their fields, right, to kind of give the overview of whatever discipline they're in as if they have to kind of model for students, look how smart I am. And sometimes it's gospel doctor teachers who feel that way. And so Russ would say to these new faculty, what happens when you cover the field? Has, has anyone ever been to a baseball game? In American baseball, when it rains, you cover the field. Uh-huh. Well, you can't see the field after it's been covered. Yes. And so he's kind of being playful that sometimes in our attempt to cover the field, to like show off all that we know, we end up actually making it hard for the participants to even know what they're looking at because we've covered the field. Yeah. So sometimes in gospel doctrine, we might feel that way. Like I got to go study a whole bunch of stuff. I got to spend 10 hours reading and studying so I can answer any question. And then we may feel like I got to get through all this content. I don't got time for questions. I know you have a, you know, there's this really interesting doctrinal thing here that we could talk about that might be applicable right now to your teenagers because they're suffering, but we don't have time. I got to get through my content. I mean, I don't know, where is it in the Ten Commandments? we got to get through content. Yeah. Right? right? So that idea of, you know, covering the field, it's slowing down and saying, what is it the learners need right now? This is like Jesus serving people, stopping and saying, what is it exactly that people need? Hmm. And we can talk about some episodes from the New Testament where Jesus um, takes interruptions in his teaching moment to actually teach something that wasn't even on the agenda mm. instead of getting mad and saying you're interrupting my lesson i'm in charge here don't don't yeah. interrupt my plan yeah
0: and and it's, that's an interesting concept and uh, definitely needs to be said I, I also worry that i think some people they want to stay on their lesson plan and ne- not necessarily to get through the whole plan but also because they don't really understand what all the doctrine is or or where that line of doctrine is and when do we start to you know, breach over to speculation or those types of things. And so, I mean, what, what does someone do if they, if someone asks a question that's like, okay, yeah, that's a doctor you can spend a time on, but I didn't spend the last two weeks studying that doctor. So I don't know where to go.
1: Yeah. What you said is awesome. And I think a teacher should say that they Uh might say, that's an interesting question. Um, that's not a core doctrinal principle that we are prepared to talk about in this class. Hmm. Um, let me invite you to consider what you could do to find an answer. Now, how about after class, we talk about what you came up with about how you would seek out an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. So that way you show respect that it's an important yeah. question. We don't spend any time being derailed on some topic. And to be totally frank, and people might think this is boring. There are five basic things, faith, repentance, baptism, Holy Ghost, and to the end, mm-hmm. okay, everything else is just add on. And I don't mean to be flippant, but if our lessons don't somehow connect clearly to those five basic principles that are laid out in the gospel, we're probably wasting everybody's time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prayer fits in, fasting fits in, temple worship fits in, families fits in. But I can think of a lot of things that don't fit in. And not that they're not important questions. I I taught elders quorum, which is kind of hard to say because it's combined priest-elders quorum, but... I us quorum two weeks ago about um, how to encourage people to ask questions and how to deal with hard questions. It was a really, really uh, interesting experience with our elders quorum. And one of the things I talked about is showing respect for somebody who asks a question. And good teachers can show respect even if they don't answer the question. You can say, thank you for asking that you take some time while we're here in class i want you to think about how you might find an answer and then talk to me afterwards let's see what you yeah. came up with and then maybe we could share later with the class so hmm. that way you don't get hijacked by the idiosyncratic needs and interests of the class you need to be paying attention to the class but there's sometimes particularly in a sunday school class you can get some crazy stuff
0: cool well, I've got more questions for you, but we'll include that in the main interview. Some some topics I love: the empowering the learner, ask really good questions, creating an experience, dealing with hard questions. So, we'll get the real recording going here.